Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. You know how I often say to our friends in Canada, many of whom call the program, you're good neighbors. And I just want you to know that, like, you're good people. We don't have any issues with you, you Canada. You always say that. Uh, all of a sudden now we're going to be able to reenter Canada post-COVID. That's about to happen imminently. But I have really good news for our friends north of the what parallel? Oh, Canada. It's a, it's a Katie Lang song. What parallel defines where Canada begins? Seriously? The, uh, the good news is you are getting a really good person. A really good man as the United States ambassador. 49th. The 49th. The 49th parallel. To our friends north of the 49th parallel, you are getting a really good person as the United States ambassador to Canada. Uh, Associated Press, Dateline Washington, President Joe Biden is nominating Comcast executive and top political fundraiser David L. Cohen to serve as his ambassador to Canada. The United the White House said on Wednesday he's also naming Victoria Kennedy an attorney and the widow of Senator Ted Kennedy to serve as the ambassador to Austria. Cohen's international departure would continue his trajectory as a master of behind the scenes politicking in increasingly broad arenas. He was chief of staff when Ed Rendell was the Philadelphia mayor. That's when I first met him helping pull the city away from the brink of bankruptcy in the early 1990s. He's been a fixture in Philadelphia's political business, philanthropic, and educational worlds ever since, later becoming an executive vice president of Comcast. He was one of Biden's top bundlers of campaign donations, and his Mount Airy home became a regular fundraising stop for former President Barack Obama, And then Biden. He's been the consummate Washington insider for Comcast, leading high stakes efforts such as securing regulatory approval for the company's acquisition of NBC Universal. And beyond all those credentials, just a wonderful guy married to a wonderful woman in Rhonda, nice family. 
and I couldn't be happier for him. He's so deserving. Uh, there had been rumors of his name being on the short list for the court at St. James, ambassador to the United Kingdom. And uh, when when that surfaced, I let him know directly that I would like to be his Robert Montgomery Scott, because Robert Montgomery Scott was sort of the attache for Walter Annenberg, another Philadelphian. Uh, yes, I was volunteering to be the attache. I, I, I'm not at, uh, volunteering to be the attache in Ottawa, uh, but what do you I'm, like a, I'm available. A, you're you're a fair weather attache. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're um, an Anglophile attache. So I have to tell you a funny thing, and and I asked TC, and I don't know if you were successful in doing this, but David has been on the program on a number of occasions. He he used to make sort of an annual appearance. When I was on in Philadelphia like only. Twice a year. Twice a year? I think okay. so. Okay. And, and he would often come in and talk about, it's kind of funny because in retrospect, like Comcast was really on the ascent. You stand back today and look at what Comcast has become. you're like, become, of course. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I have a memory 20 years ago. Is this possible? 20 years ago when my wife and I moved into the home where we've been ever since. And in the era of connecting to the internet with boop, 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 you know, AOL kind wow, of stuff. That was very good. I, I can I like I I would impose on David if I had a problem with my connection. Like David, I don't want you to do anything, but could you could you forward my email? Oh my <laughs> gracious! And look at hey, him now. Now, if you have a problem with Canada, you know who to reach out to. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but what I remember, and and you claim that you you uh, uh, you think you know I where think this I is. Do, yeah. Okay, so I can remember David coming on the program like ten years, more than ten years ago. So this was and, January 23rd, 2008. And eight. Okay. That's well, the one I found. That's more than 10 years ago. Yeah. And I would say to him, and it became sort of a running narrative, I would say to him, David, you know what I'd really like to do? I would like to pull up on my television set Seinfeld. And I, this was always the example that I would use to him. And I'd say, I, I would like to find the puffy shirt episode and whatever Seinfeld I want to watch. I'd like Comcast to be able to deliver it right up. And he would say to me, you know, it's coming. We're working on like, look where we are now in terms of speaking into the remote. So all because of you. No, I God, mean, that's no, what I just no, heard. no, that, that's no, really no, what no, I just no, heard. No, no, those geniuses at uh, at Comcast have been long. At, well, they they just know what the public has wanted. Uh, so this is David L, as we call him in Philadelphia, to be distinguished from other David Cohens. This, mm-hmm. like, truly in Philadelphia, you say David L, and and people know who you're talking about. Well, has David L weighed in on that? What do you think David L will think? Can David L get it done? <laughs> you know <what laughs> yes, I mean? yes, yes, and yes, yes. That's exactly right. So this is uh, this is the United States ambassador, soon to be, to Canada with me circa, you said 2008? 2008. Let's listen. Less than a month ago, Brian Roberts uh, became the first cable CEO to be invited to give a keynote address at the Consumer Electronics Show. And he made w- two announcements that I think r- relate to that. The first is something we call Project Infinity. Hmm. Um, and you remember a couple of years ago, we talked about the on-demand platform at Comcast, and at the time, 
It was a neat idea, but you asked, well, what about, like, real television shows that I want to watch? Right. Um, as opposed to this filler content. And I said, it will come. It's a matter of convincing the content owners that the on-demand platform is a valuable place to show their content. And today, we've got 10,000 choices on the on-demand platform. And more importantly than that, we've got, you know, the, the top-running CBS, NBC, ABC shows because they have begun to recognize the value of on-demand. And what Brian announced um, at CES is something we call at Comcast Project Infinity, hmm. which is to, to dramatically increase the number of choices and, in particular, movies on on-demand. And so over the next few years, we're going to get up to 6,000 movies on on-demand, and half of those, 3,000, are going to be high-definition movies. So... That's the, the model is we dramatically increase the server capacity in our system architecture to be able to bring even more and more content to people on demand. The second is the web, and this feeds into one of the teasers you did this morning, the Wall Street Journal um, article this morning, and that is the, the web is too potent a, a tool for precisely the type of issue that you raise, which is just finding content and having the ability to watch it. Now, right now, for most people, when you find the content, you're going to watch it on the PC screen. That's different. People want it on their high-speed TV sets in their living room or their den, and that's the convergence of the Internet with television. You talked about the, um, the sort of what I'll call the Flight of the Concords convergence. We had Flight of the Concords joined Brian at his, um, at his keynote address, and they showed their own convergence of the um, of the of the telephone and a camera, they um, use scotch tape to attach a cell phone to one of those cardboard <laughs> cameras, and they say, here's convergence, it's a camera phone. And sort of taking your old PC and putting it next to your television set, that's almost Flight of the Concords-like convergence. But today, if you've got an Xbox 360 and a high-speed data connection in your house, you can show things from your PC to your television where the Xbox 360 has showed up. And at CES, along with Brian, Panasonic um, demonstrated two pieces of technology that will be available within the next 18 months. The first um, is something they're doing on their own, which is basically a wireless capacity to be able to send, uh, to be able to send content from a DVR or from... Um, or from a PC to a television. Um, so you don't need a wire. It doesn't have to be hooked up. doesn't need to be next to it. And the second is something that Comcast and Panasonic have jointly developed, will be marketing together, will be co-branded, will be available early in 2009. It's the portable DVR. So that what you have is a docking station, and you can put something on a DVR. You can then take the DVR out. You can watch it in the car. You can take it to your shore house or your vacation Isn't house. Isn't that funny? A, a, a docking station? Like, what's a DVR, my kids would ask. This is... But at the time, it was all Jetson-like. I am so blown away that this was, quote, only, only 2008. Things have moved rapidly. Well, what's next? What's the next 10 years that we can't even imagine now? That is what I'm sitting here thinking. So that I, is Because st- he's the pinnacle. I want to tell you two things, two funny things. Wow. Well, one one funny and one serious. Just Just in terms of reinforcing what a solid citizen he is and what a good guy he is. Uh, I wrote a column about him in 2016. He was giving a presentation at a uh, 
uh, luncheon club at a, a more much more than that. The Union League of Philadelphia is much more than a luncheon club. He was giving a speech at truly a Philadelphia institution on the digital divide. I had no idea what the digital divide was when I walked into this meeting room, but because it was David delivering the remarks, I I wanted to know. And so here's the beginning of the the column that I wrote about David. David L. Cohen fit right in while delivering luncheon remarks to a crowd of business leaders in an ornate Center City meeting room. It was the subject matter from the Comcast Senior Executive Vice President and Chief Diversity Officer that at first glance might have seemed incongruent to the well-heeled audience. Quote, I've been asked to talk about a topic that is very important to me personally and to Comcast, but that is not necessarily a topic we often hear discussed here at the Union League. Cohen, the former chair of one of the nation's largest law firms and former chief of staff to Mayor Ed Rendell, had come to discuss the digital divide, the gap between those connected to high-speed Internet at home and those who are not. He said government data showed that about 30 percent of Americans don't subscribe to high-speed Internet service. Roughly 7 percent live in rural communities that don't have broadband access, or about 23 percent live in areas like Philadelphia where service is available, but they don't subscribe. The statistics rippled through the grant room where the attendees look to be part of the 93 percent of U.S. households with incomes above $100,000 who have Internet subscriptions and not the 47 percent living below the poverty line, disproportionately Hispanic and African-American, missing that connectivity. Cohen was on a mission not to enlarge Comcast's subscription base for business reasons, but to frame the closing of the digital divide while inside a club with the motto, Love of Country Leads, as one necessitated by both patriotism and a love of free markets. He said, My remarks were shaped toward the importance of information and familiarity with the Internet and Internet-based research for employment in the 21st century economy. That's what he told me after the speech. It's not only important for the people who are applying for the jobs, it's important for business leaders and business people trying to build a business and hire people to have a workforce that is digitally literate and that is capable of performing reasonably sophisticated work on the Internet in order to be productive employees in today's economy. He said that the cause of the digital divide is a complex web of issues which include the bucket of digital relevance and digital literacy skills. Now, the funny thing that I will take you to tell you about our new United States ambassador to Canada is that I and I I reminded him of this when we were last together. Uh, I found and you, you of course, are going to say, well, of course you kept it. But I, I found a is that supposed to be my voice. Of course you kept it. <laughs> I found a uh, a Philadelphia business journal. Well, I can do the math. It would have been from 20 years ago plus where, you know, you've seen publications they'll do like in this case, it was 40 under 40. Of course. So here are 40 people under 40. Actually, could it have been 30 people under 30? Not 20 years ago. No, 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 no. I don't yeah. know how many years ago it However was. many years ago. So it was either 30 under 30 or 40 under 40. I think we were 40 under Maybe 40. Maybe it was 20 under 20. Hey, why not? I, I think, but I think I, this, is, this, is, this is one of my first recollections of David L. Was that 
the Philadelphia Business Journal put out a special issue. I think it was 40 under 40. I'm 59, so and I, and, and I don't think I would have been right on the cusp. So it, prob- it was tw- more than 20 years ago. And, and it, was, it was a wonderful honor, especially to be younger and to be recognized as, I don't know how to say it, an up-and-comer in the city of Philadelphia. And among the others, and we were seated together, they then invited us to a, a dinner. It was at Morton's. Wait, so you were both in, on yes. this list is what you're yes. saying to me. Ah. I was on the list with David, with David L. L. Nice. Those many years ago right. as, as, you know, 40 people under 40 right. that we should keep our eye on. He was much more deserving of being on that list and still would be. Um, that is a riot. Yes. Okay. And by the way, speaking of deserving. And I also I also have some old video please, of, of the please, two of us. Please, please release it. It, it is it is cross your legs funny. You must each of us and like this is each what you of say. us. You release it. Like, We're like appearing a, opposite one another, Mr. Ambassador. Congratulations, right. the ambassador. Your honor. Exactly. What do we call him? The honorable. Do we, do we call Mr. him Mr. Ambassador? Now? I sent him an email yesterday, and, and my my subject line was as you began this conversation. Oh, Canada. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Canada. <laughs> By the so, way, 2016. You wrote that. You wrote that column. Yes. So. The digital divide. Talking about the digital divide, and then four years later, we're in the midst of a pandemic where the digital divide is the most important thing for these poor kids trying to keep up in school. That's well, TC, really interesting, right? What a what a brilliant observation you've just made. Yes, and from a secondary reason, which is how a couple of months ago did we all find out where can we go for the vaccine? It was all available online, but so many people weren't online and couldn't be reached. And you needed help, and people were helping their grandparents, yes. and you know, translating and and getting online. And I'm sure. I'm sure David five years ago didn't know we'd end up with a pandemic, but he where knew there was went, a divide that needed oh, yeah, to be. Oh yeah, absolutely, wow. no doubt about it. And, and and Comcast in that case put their money, their resources where their mouth was. It was not about business. It was they. It was them wanting to do the right thing and realizing, and it was. A foreign idea to me because, you know, five years ago, I'm in a house where everybody's connected. The kids are connected, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But David was the guy who's banging that drum. We were on one side of the divide and still are. Correct. So, Canada, you have a wonderful, wonderful ambassador coming your way. And I can only hope that it means that at some point. I, I get a a trip north of the 49th parallel. Hey, if you're not broadcasting from the embassy within six months, then something is definitely wrong. You know what would be fun would be to gather up all the uh, the old David L. appearances on radio and sort of take them along. I'll start finding them. And play old, play old clips and, uh, and reminisce about them. Well, that them. one withstood the, the test of time. That's really cool. I just, I, I've, I can't make it more abundantly clear than to say... This guy is as good as it gets. He's the sort of person, I'll stop after this, I promise, but he's the sort of person you want in government. Ethics, beyond reproach, smart, just, you know, wicked smart, um, and intent on doing the right thing. Uh, Democratic side of the aisle, but I don't think of David as as a rabid partisan. David wants to get stuff done. That's the kind of guy he is. And guess what? He gets stuff done. He's the antithesis of so many of these these people in Washington today who get there and just want to stick around. He's busy. Okay, he doesn't want to stick around. He wants to come in. He wants to finish the job and keep moving. Congratulations, David. 
The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.